Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. On today's show, I discuss the Nats' 16-4 win last night over the New York Mets. Um, one thing I wanted to note is I finally got my Yeti mic working. Two things on that. One, the sound quality overall is going to be better. The one thing is it's almost too good, actually. You can hear a bunch of my breaths um, in the middle, and I'm going to try to get that straightened out uh, as we move forward. But So the sound quality is going to be better. And I didn't want to re-record this because I actually have to, to shoot over to work after I'm done this on, on Tuesday morning. So I wanted to make sure you guys had a post-game podcast. You'll be able to hear a few of my breaths there in between um, on some of them. I'll try to get that straightened out. But yeah, the audio quality is uh, it's getting better. So the audio quality will get better. I'll try to get the, the breaths out. But I just want to let you guys know that uh, you won't hear my breaths all the time. I just wanted to make sure that you guys, um, I'll let you guys know that you know, if you hear my breaths in between, uh, this will be the only time that you do that. All right, we'll get on to the Nats. 16-4 win over the Mets. 3-2 to Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki, see you later! The Nats have won it! Seven runs in the bottom of the ninth! This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back. It's a grand slam! Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts in Los Angeles. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. You are listening to the Locked On Nationals podcast, your one-stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning, undisputed World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. All right, let's get to it. Locked On Nationals podcast, Josh Neighbors here. Were we talking about a slumping Nationals offense last episode? I can't remember. Boy, the Nats bring the thunder last night. It was a 16-4 final score by the Washington Nationals over the New York Mets. The Nats get to 5-7, 3-0 on the road. The Mets drop to 7-10, 3-6 at home overall. On the hill last night, it was Patrick Corbin who gave the Nationals six really good innings, uh, four strikeouts, two walks, one earned run, five hits. Wander Suero also pitched as well, too. Uh, give up a run, and Sean Doolittle, was able to come in. He did give up a run as well, giving up a homer. So from the pitching side, I mean, we'll just talk really quickly there. Nice outing from Corbin. They didn't have to rely on the bullpen, and especially on a week where they're going to play four with the Nationals, and then they've got to finish up that Orioles game on Friday before moving forward to their seri- their weekend series with the Orioles. That's important. So good job by Patrick Corbin getting deeper into this game. Wander Suero, two nice innings of relief. Sean Doolittle, the confidence still is not there for him. That was, you know, one of those things where they, they put him in a low-leverage spot. And I was reading on Twitter, I forgot who I saw it from, but the Mets were excited to see Sean Doolittle come into the game. I think a lot of teams are going to feel that same way. Connor Jones said it on this podcast on Sunday. I'm not sure you how, how you put Sean Doolittle in a big spot. I'm, I'm not sure how you're going to put him in a big spot moving forward right now. Also, so so now now we move on to the uh to the, to the other side pitching wise. Steven Matz, four to third innings, eight hits, eight runs, uh three home runs, only five strikeouts. It's been a difficult start for Matz. 
He is uh, 0-3 on the season. And Mets pitching overall tonight was uh, not good. But the Nationals, they got the job done. And that is where we'll turn our attention. No score in the first inning. But in the second inning, they get after it. And this is where the scoring output begins to come. Um, you get a solo home run here from Estrubal Cabrera. An absolute tank. And Cabrera socks this one to left. McNeil backing up. And it's over his head and gone. Uh, Matt's made such a great pitch on three and one, get his breaking ball over, but then that fastball, a little above the belt. Do you really want first base or do you want all four? It's one nothing Nationals. On a night where many of the Nationals had a good evening, Estrubal Cabrera was the best. Last night, he goes four for four, drives in five runs. He gets four extra base hits. He also walked once too. So Estrubal Cabrera showing why he is a legitimate threat in the back of the Nationals lineup and that's what we were talking about they need support in the back end something they also needed was Trey Turner getting going and he did that in the second inning we're the oldest team in baseball Turner connects deep to left yep he got all of that one rub up a new one Trey Turner muscles up for a two-run shot and the Nationals lead it three nothing something else we had mentioned on this podcast was Trey Turner needed to get going he did last night he gets three hits on in five attempts, drives in three runs, and then Juan Soto, a nice evening, and he got himself started in that third inning. The inning is prolonged here as Washington has Castro aboard with Juan Soto coming up. Soto connects on the first pitch, and Nimmo's backing up. He'll see it fly. Juan Soto, go long. It's 5 nothing. This was a This was a deep one, a 463 feet. For Juan Soto, this one clears the apple in center field at City Field. And so the Nationals were able to go up 5-0. And obviously, this was a night the Nationals need to have. Um, seeing Trey Turner getting going, seeing Estrubal Cabrera getting going. And then, it's not like Juan hasn't hit uh, up to this point this year. But to see Soto get that confidence back just in the few games that, that he's been in. What a pleasure. What a joy it is to watch once again. And also, for Nationals fans... That's a big sign. If they can get him going, they can straighten out some of the issues. Uh, obviously, they have a couple pitching, but not as many as we as we thought You know, uh, they might in terms of the bullpen as a whole. They'll be in good position. And if they can get that starting pitching, really, too, you can get Scherzer going. If you can get Strasburg back on track and Corbin keeps delivering outings like this, if both and um, Anibal Sanchez also can be a bit more consistent, the Nationals are going to be in a great spot. But here's the big thing I liked about tonight's offensive output. They weren't just done. We talked about how in that, that game on Saturday against the Orioles, they were finished after the three runs that they scored. No, they got one in the second, they got four in the third, and then they added seven in the fifth. The seventh was a huge inning for the Nats. Juan Soto got the scoring starting there uh, with a ground rule double. With runners on first and third for the Nationals. Towards center goes Soto. Nimmo chasing it. It's over his head. And it one hops and sneaks over the wall to drive in a run. Howie Kendrick then got in on the action. Two aboard for the Nationals. And Howie Kendrick comes through to left. Hustling for it is McNeil. And the bases are full of Nationals in the fifth with one out. Or make that Castro coming home. It's 7-0. Cabrera got his second extra base hit of the evening. As Drupal Cabrera with a home run in the second, and this time goes to center. Nimmo oh, does goodness. not have it over his head. Here comes Soto. 
And Kendrick is going to swing on home to make it 9-0 Nationals. Uh, I think you all are starting to get the point here. Great night for the Nationals at the plate. And I'll leave you with one more thing. In that fifth inning, they did score seven runs. They added two in the sixth, two in the seventh, and it was all capped off by Cabrera uh, with another home run in the seventh inning. Looking for a career-high fourth extra base hit in one game. This one heading back, and he's got it. Oh, my goodness. You see that swing, and the ball went out. Oh, man. We had talked about how bad the Nationals were with runners in scoring position, and that was not true tonight. Eight for 17 with runners in scoring position. Uh, Cabrera was two for two in that situation. Kendrick one for two. Turner, Robles, Soto, and Keyboom all with hits uh, in that, that position. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different Nationals drove in a run tonight. Three different Nationals, four different Nationals drove in multiple runs. Turner, Soto, Cabrera, and Gomes all drove in uh, multiple runs. Once again, four Nationals had multi-hit games, those being Turner, Soto, Cabrera, and Gomes. So everybody got in the act. Victor Robles even got an infield hit. Nationals putting it all together, and the key for them is to keep this moving forward. There were solo home runs. There were guys on base when the Nationals were getting all different kinds of base knocks. And when Connor Jones and I discussed manufacturing runs, the Nationals did it in a variety of ways tonight. And I'm not saying they have to do it like that every single game, but you need to carry over at least some of that. And I think what I would like to see is some of the solo home runs. I would like to see that carry over. Um, obviously, the, the situational hitting, you know, with guys on base, you want to see them driving in some runs, but those are always going to be tough situations. If the Nats can carry over some of that power, which I think they can, um, they're going to be in a lot better shape than they have been in the past few games. And the reason why I say that is because you saw a swing tonight where Cabrera on the second home run um, kind of just went down and grabbed it, and it wasn't really up in the zone. And he was able to kind of just poke it out of the yard. The first one was a was a monster shot. He he really got a hold of that one. But um, there are home runs to be had. And so if, the, if guys, you know, kind of can keep barreling up balls like Howie Kendrick's been doing, they're going to be, once again, I think in a favorable position moving forward. So final score for the Nats tonight, 16 to four, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will preview the Nationals-Mets game number two on Tuesday night from City Field. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by CBDMD. Doesn't matter if you're a pro athlete or a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else that CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code Locked on MLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code Locked on MLB for 25% off your purchase of superior oil products from CBDMD. All right, we are back now. Time to preview the Nationals and Mets game number two tonight 
at City Field. It is the Nationals at 5-7. and 3-0 on the road, technically, even though last night was really their first uh, road game. They did win the two against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays at home. Both of those counted as road games in the back two games of that series against the Nats. Uh, excuse me, against the Mets, who are 7-10, and 3-6 and at home. Your pitching matchup is going to be Max Scherzer, who's 0-1 this year with a 3.29 ERA, 13 and two-thirds innings pitch, 10 hits, 22 Ks. He's surrendered eight walks, which that was a huge issue last game. We'll see if he can bring those down. And, and he's also, the one thing too, the home run numbers, he's only allowed one so far this year, so he's done a good job uh, with that because we know that is something where he struggled. So the walks and the home runs, two things that Max can keep down. He's going to be in excellent shape. He goes up against Rick Porcello, who's 1-1 one one with a 6.92 ERA. 13 innings pitch, 17 hits allowed, 10 Ks, 6 walks administered. Porcello actually had a really nice outing uh, his last time out, and that is not something that the Mets have, uh, have you know, I guess have seen a ton of um, so far this year. And the last game was against the Nationals in that game, did such a good job. And uh, on August 5th, it was seven innings, five hits, one and run, four strikeouts for Porcello. You'll remember the last time that Max went for the Nats against the Mets. That was the game that Scherzer left with uh, with an injury after the first inning. So we'll see how good Max looks. He was very open to coming back out and pitching. Um, we'll see if the hamstring is an issue. Hopefully everything looks good leading up to the game. Obviously, uh, I've had a tendency to say pitching matchups were going to happen, and then they did not manifest themselves just because how weird the season has been and things have gotten shuffled around. But um, as of this point, 8.34 this morning, it is still going to be Porcello versus Mad Max. Uh, your line tonight, obviously run line is always one of the half. The Nats will uh, will be the one-and-a-half run favorites. The Nationals are minus 152 coming into the game, so a little over $150 will get you a return of 100. Over-under, seven-and-a-half runs, so they're expecting uh, a lower-scoring game because both these teams really have still... I mean, I know the Nats did well last night, but both these teams have not been great with runners in scoring positions so far this season. Up until last night, I think they had two of the lowest batting averages. I know the Nats uh, were like 224, I think, somewhere in that range with runners in scoring position heading into last night's game. The Mets were at 214. So um, we'll see. I don't know if Porcello delivers another game. This is a great opportunity for the Nationals to get around 500. You saw Porcello last week, even though he had some success. You just had a ton of success last night. We'll see if the Nats can get to the right-hander. 7.10 p.m., the first pitch for this game. Obviously, you can catch it all the regular places, Mass and SNY, um, you know, you know, you guys know the deal with that. All right, that'll do it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Locked On Nationals podcast on Twitter at LO Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors. Make sure you guys check out the Locked On MLB podcast as well as the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. All of these things are part of the Locked On Podcast Network.